and Eric Jeter present Cocky Nation Episode 5. Guest on Alright, boys. We are back after uh, Caleb's brief hiatus. Me and Brandon had a solo episode. That was fun. It was a lot of fun, actually. Um, where were you? What were you doing, huh? I was actually doing homework. Wow, I, I don't care. I All right, you missed um, another Firebird practice. No. Oh, his attendance level is at like zero. Oh, <laughs> so, like that's why his the name on his jersey is zero. That's not why why the name on my jersey is zero. Well, the point is you just never come to practice. For I, those I, of I you here, for those of you hearing a new voice, this lovely man is our newest member to the podcast, Mister Jarrett Swanson. You can't see his hair, but it's incredible right now. What a cute boy. He's the new Daniel Marshall. Thanks, boss. Well, those were high expectations, fam. <laughs> the, the new, new Daniel, Daniel Marshall. Marshall. All right. Uh, so, speaking of Firebird, that is our first topic. We mentioned previously, we talked about soccer a little bit and volleyball. We want to start looking at what we're going to call the overlooked sports. And we're going to include Firebird in that. When we're talking overlooked, we mean we have absolutely zero funding whatsoever <laughs> completely over a little bit we've got enough to get by not from the school <laughs> yeah from a little bit we got a little bit from the school oh do we know mm-hmm. we've had it for a little bit but oh, yeah wow that's an improvement nice. all right so we have Jarrett and caleb who are firebird members is that what you're is it, do you have like a cool name no 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 dang no. all right so yeah. i know absolutely nothing about frisbee uh except for that it spins do you know anything Absolutely not. So I'm going to let you two take over. You're the media guy. You do this. Okay, cool. Um, so as previously mentioned, uh, hi, I'm Jarrett. Um, I'm a sophomore here at JSU, marketing major. Um, those of you who don't know what uh, Ultimate Frisbee is or what Firebird is, um, Ultimate Frisbee um, is essentially a combination of sports like soccer and football and basketball, but with a uh, just like a Frisbee or a disc you'd buy at Walmart or somewhere. Um, traditionally it is played with seven members, um, on each, uh, on each team. Um, games can go anywhere from 11 to 15 points. Um, fields pretty much the size of a football field. Um, that's pretty much the basics of it. Um, it kind of gets a little bit more complicated as you get familiar with it and stuff. But, uh, but yeah, that's kind of ultimate as a crash course. Yeah. And... Uh, Fiverr specifically, we're a really new club, so a lot of those basics we're still learning every week. Um, when I say new club, this is just our fourth year in existence. Um, and I was on the founding team, so I still remember you know, how bad we were in year one. Um, but we're here in year four, and we're, we're sneaking up on the top 100. Um, got yeah. a lot of rookies this year. I did want to make this comment, and I noticed it. I was talking to um, another one of our older guys, Cameron Bourne. Um, I've noticed the athleticism from rookie class to rookie class. It just keeps getting higher and higher. When I when I came out for the team, there were like four really fast guys. It was me and three other people who were the fast people. Wow, then, called himself really fast. He really did. I did. Wow. I did. I did. I'll because, race you today, and I will beat you. Hi, my name is Caleb Williams. Pronounce you single. <laughs> continue, please. Please continue. Oh, man. Um, but then each year, like more and more people who were athletes started coming out for the team. Um, even as quick as the spring of 2017, we had cross country and track runners. 
coming out to the team. And they're now by far, well, three of them are now our captains. So, I mean, the athleticism standard has just gone through the roof in those quick four years. Um, looking forward to a good year this year. I know you've been around the rookies a lot more, so you can probably talk to to how they're going. Yeah. Um, so we just came off of our annual rookie week. Uh, rookie week is kind of a time we look forward to every year. Um, it is just the captains and a select few members of the team who uh, who bring out anybody who's interested in the sport at all. Um, and we, we'll bring them all out to the field. Um, and it's just a week long of just learning how to play the game, just kind of getting the hang of it, kind of talking them through the same things that I mentioned earlier. Um, and then the following week, we bring the whole team back together uh, for our starting practices. So, so uh, last week was our first week of practices, went pretty well, um, and then had our first kind of hardcore practice last night. Um, we had a lot of members out there, um, and like, like Caleb was saying, there was a lot of athleticism shown, especially from the rookies. Um, a lot of people already leaving their feet and kind of putting their body on the line for the disc, which is just absolutely incredible. Um, and so I'm just... You know, same as Caleb, I'm really looking forward to seeing where this rookie class goes and how far um, they take themselves and kind of push the team. Because every year it seems like the rookie class kind of is instrumental in pushing the team farther and farther. So looking looking forward to this year. I think it's going to be a good one. Yeah, going to be a good season. Uh, I think the key this year, we have a lot. While we do have a lot of rookies, there's a lot of experience. And it's not just like people who have been on the team. It's a lot of playing time that is back. I mean, not many people who are back didn't play last year. I, in fact, I might be one of the few. Like, when you look at my playing time, I didn't play much last year, but I'm back. I'm just the experience. I, this team might be pretty good this year. I don't want to speculate on just how good we'll be, but we'll be pretty good this year. Yeah. So. so how have past – you mentioned that you were breaking into the – was it top 100? Yeah. Are these Frisbee programs across – Across the United States. Yeah. United States. So, so – um... A lot of major college and universities, um, they have their own uh, teams. So, like for example, uh, Georgia has their team, Georgia, um, uh, University of North Carolina, Darkside, um, uh, Brown, Brown University, Brownie in Motion. Um, a lot of these like big name colleges and a lot of smaller colleges will have these programs. Um, they're are, they're broken down into sections, uh, regions, and then um, of course there's national rankings. Um, my favorite fun fact about all of this from last year is uh, North Carolina Darksides recently has been a contender for like winning like the national championship like every year for the past like three or four years. Um, absolutely incredible team. Um, they were undefeated uh, until spring Easterns, which is a large tournament for the East Coast um, last semester, and they were undefeated. Had won like. Three tournaments in a row, something like that. They were like 19 and 0 for the, the sanctioned season. Um, and once they lost, uh, that was when Firebird went sanctioned. Um, we won the tournament we went to, following us going sanctioned. Um, didn't lose a single game, and at one point last year, we're the only team in the U.S. who was still undefeated. Wow. Yeah. So for a four-year program, we've had pretty good success. Yeah, so yeah. Definitely. I mean, you know, first two years we were getting we're getting our, our teeth kicked in pretty regularly. I mean, I was part of two wins in the in my freshman year. 
across like five tournaments. Yeah. And they're awful. And it's because none of us had ever played Frisbee except like four of us. So we were pretty bad. And going from that to last last year winning fourteen and zero. Fourteen and zero winning two tournaments, um, just totally outright beating colleges. Georgia Tech, uh, South Carolina, Georgia, UAB, UAB, most definitely Mississippi State. Mississippi State, that was a fun one. Ole Miss, a couple times. Ole Miss twice. Um, Bama. Alabama's B B team. Yeah. Um, played LSU. That was a great game. Played Vanderbilt. Looking forward to playing them again soon. One of the, their tournament this semester. Yeah, and I think you know, we played a lot of these big schools like at sectionals. We played Vandy. LSU and Bama, you know, losing to them isn't the worst thing when you're it's your first year shake, uh, mm-hmm. sanction, especially as good as they are. I mean, all those teams went to sectionals. Mm-hmm. I mean, they went to regionals. It's like they're really, really good teams. I may, I may be mistaken, but I think LSU either almost went to nationals or went to nationals. I can't remember. I think they, they took a spot from Auburn. I remember that, but I can't remember if they went or not. But anyway, yeah, like, like you were saying, like, Losing to those big schools is not the worst thing ever. Of course, like you never want to lose, but it's okay. It's okay that our third year we could contend with those teams. Yeah, I mean, like, um, I think it was LSU. I mean, at one point we had like a one point lead with them. I mean, we were in a fight in the first half, and just you know between weather, depth, whatever it may be. I mean, second half obviously. I mean, they started to run away with it. Like, like we're saying, like it's a good sign that. With a lot of rookies last year, you know, a fairly inexperienced team with some experience mixed in, we were out there beating up on some pretty good teams and, and still having a fight with the top teams in the section. So, I think this year's got a lot of promise. Certainly looking forward to actually getting to a tournament and seeing what all we've got. Awesome. And I guess club sports are different because as a club sport, you have absolutely zero recruiting power. To a degree, yeah. Like, like we don't go out and recruit high schoolers. Hey, yeah. come play Ultimate for Firebird. I mean, it's people who show up who are already going to JSU, and then they see us at, like, orientation. They're like, oh, that looks cool, and they come out to Rookie Week. It has, like, maybe one or two people in high school that, that we know personally that we get to come out. But it's there's absolutely no recruiting that we do before people get to JSU. That being said, uh, hi, me again, Jarrett Swanson, the uh, media merchandising manager for Firebird Ultimate. Um, you can follow us and keep up with our shenanigans on the majority of social media platforms. Our Instagram and Twitter handles are at JSU Firebird. Um, we will and, link those in the descriptions below yeah. when we post these. Um, but uh, that, I didn't know we could do descriptions, so that's neat. <laughs> I can. Wow. What yeah, a time but, to be uh, alive. But other than uh, once they get to JSU and at orientation, uh, the only other avenue we really have to speak to them is word of mouth and our social medias. So please tell people about us. Mm-hmm. Most definitely. So you said merchandise. Like, yeah. are y'all actually going to be selling Firebird apparel? We so have. we already have an online store. Uh, we got that set up in the spring. Um, we have t-shirts, hoodies, mugs, banners, uh, pillows, tote bags, phone cases, stickers, all this stuff. Um, if the players want it, they're welcome to get it. Anyone's welcome to get it is uh, continuously up. Um, doesn't ever shut down. Nothing's taken off and unless we take it off. So I think this year there's the idea um, we might be releasing our jerseys to the public that we are planning on having this year. 
Um, there will be a store for those as well that you can go online and buy. Because I saw Elvis jerseys last year, and I was like, I want one of those. Oh, last year's so beautiful. These years, all I'm saying, I made them. They're great. <laughs> <laughs> I've yep. seen the design once. They're me great. And, me, and a, me and another guy on the team named Brantley. He's phenomenal at Photoshop. Um, we we kind of worked together over the summer and came up with tons of them, um, tons of the jersey ideas. And we're just kind of we're in the process of picking right now. But the uh, the one we're kind of settling on is, is pretty fire. Find it. Wow. Nice. Now that you mention it, I don't think I have any JSU jerseys of any sport. We'll have to get you set up in this year. I'll have to get I you just one. bought a football jersey. Yeah? Yeah. I got to get me some some merch, man. $25. I want a jersey from every sport. Every sport. Every single baseball. sport. Those baseball had those baseball jerseys. Woo. Yeah. Man, those the only issue was I don't have any, um, what's Money. it called? Money. That's the one. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's what it's called. Yay, college. Yay, college. All right, any more thoughts about uh, the Firebird? I don't have any um, other than plugging our social medias again. Again, it's uh, JSU Firebird on all major social media platforms. If you want to subscribe to our YouTube channel slash watch some of our highlight videos, uh, you're more than welcome to do that. Just go to YouTube and search uh, JSU Ultimate, and we'll, uh, we'll pop up. And Eric and I will definitely be trying to go to some of the tournaments. We are hosting our own tournament this year uh, called Cluckfest. I guess we're making that public now. Cluckfest. Cluck Let's Fest. go. Yeah. Uh, that is, I can't remember the dates for it, but that'll be soon. It's a, it's going to be in Aniston at the uh, soccer complex or Oxford Aniston, whichever one that is. Nice. Uh, so yeah, if you, that's a great time for people at uh, students at JSU to come out and watch. Do we have like a list of teams that are coming? Yeah, I don't want to make that Or is that, that a secret? Yeah, not, hey, that is kind of a secret right now that I don't want to make That's inside baseball. I already might get yelled at for talking about that. <laughs> but... We we do have a we do have a team list. Uh, it's pretty deep. We have two pretty big name colleges coming, as well as some other kind of local local big colleges. Um, the one team I can talk about being there is uh, Jacksonville State. Yeah, Firebird will be there. Firebird. We will get be to there. show off beautiful Anniston, Alabama. Beautiful Anniston, it's Alabama. It's a great place until you get stranded there at three in the morning. Yeah, that's happened to me. So. so it's also one of the top, was it top five most dangerous cities in Alabama? I yeah. thought it was the U.S. It's, is it? I, it's, it was the US. I know it's this, Alabama. Okay, so this, Cal- Calvin County has the highest crime rate in Alabama. Oh. It in, it in the state is the highest crime rate. I think, I'm I'm pretty sure the county is top ten. Jacksonville is a nice little pocket. So Jacksonville is nice. Yeah, I mean, quiet. Like, yeah, no, there, like very little happens here. I think there's been like one, like, been, there was a murder back in the 90s. That's all I know. Yeah. That's literally the only thing that's happened. And you go one way, you get to Aniston. And, and then, filth. yeah, and you go one way, you get to Gadsden. Gadsden's decent, but it's still not that. But another county. It's also one of the more dangerous cities in the state of Alabama. This area is not. So Jacksonville, good. great though. No, Come on down. Great. It's a safe place here. Yeah, but like I said, <laughs> I got stranded in Aniston at five o'clock. No, at three in the morning. Um, after going to see the nun, my car just broke down. Oh, on, so you were already on edge. Oh. I, well, the nun wasn't that scary. It was just jump scary. It wasn't oh. actually creepy. But then, like, going down 21, my car just shut off on the road. It was the nun that did it. I, that's what I was telling people. Easily. That's what I told people. And it shut off. And I didn't even realize it shut off. I thought that it was just, like, like for some reason it went into neutral or something. And then I literally couldn't get the move. And I don't, like, my car was stuck on 21. I had to push it into a parking lot at a coin laundromat. Why did it stop? Yeah, so it was actually out of gas, but my gas meter was off. I was, oh. <laughs> according to my gas meter, I had half a tank. 
That just sounds good. like you didn't know your car. Ooh. I just sold that car. Well, so, the lucky recipient of that car. Were they aware that the gas, gas meter doesn't work? Oh, no. We, we fixed everything. Okay. We okay. fixed the gas yeah. meter, put in a new sensor on the tank, so that you would know exactly how much gas is. Good stuff, man. Yeah. What an honest The only thing sensor. that is wrong with that car right now is there's an air compressor leak. So you didn't fix it? Wow. No. Wow. But an air compressor leak is a $1,000 fix, and it only, you don't have to like fix it like every three months. Um. It, and I'll say a thousand dollars. Thousand dollars to replace it. It's it's like twenty bucks to refill it every t- after after the leak. So what so a time yeah. to be alive. I don't know who this guy is who bought it. I just know he handed us cash and drove it home. What kind of car did you have? I had a Chevy HHR. That's the one. It looks like a looks PT like Cruiser. That's the Walmart brand that's, PT Cruiser. Yeah, that's exactly what my what family is. just got for me and my sister. It, it, it's what still in high school. Yeah. What color is it? It is. Wait, beautiful. your family just bought it. Yeah, it no, no no not his car. Oh, it's a huge, I know that, is, but like, what if? It is a beautiful blue okay, yeah. Chevy HHR. Not mine. Mine is definitely silver, uh, not blue. So you did not get my beat up HHR. Lucky. So. All right, so moving on to the UTC game. Yeah, I've got the box score pulled up. Box score. I'm gonna pull up the box score too. This was this yeah. past weekend in beautiful, safe Jacksonville, Alabama. Yes, sir. The snow was apparently people decided to call it. I'm, the snow. The snow. Yeah, yeah I've heard people call it snow. The, the snow. snow. I don't the like football that. Team, the football team media account loves it. Yeah, I'm not really? with it. I'm, I'm not. I'm not here for it. I don't know about that one. The peat is great. The snow, not so much. Um, back to back home games. Meet us in the snow. I'm not a fan of that nickname. I just always call it the stadium. So like, I guess I never really call it by its name. Yeah, I call it the stadium. That's because I live right I call it Burgess Snow. I live next door to the stadium. So, you know, I look out my window and see the... Say, you live here at the stadium. I look out my window and see the scoreboard every day. So, it's nothing special to me. Brandon actually lives in the stadium. Mm -hmm. In in the tower Uh, below the press box. There are... Oh, no. I've done that. In more ways than one. (laughs) We're leaving that in. And uh, (laughs) for everyone who doesn't know... Uh, underneath the press box at the snow are uh, there's a clubhouse level and a couple other media levels and, and then there are dorms for four floors so I lived in the stadium last year Brandon lives in the stadium this year uh, it's a pretty it's pretty cool I like, I like it. it it smells like weed all the time well, no, that's yeah. just the second floor where I live on let's not get into that subject wow. yeah man how about those Gamecocks how about those Gamecocks about those game beating cocks. UTC final score was sixth time in a row. Sixth time in a row was forty-one twenty. Am yeah. I correct? Forty-one twenty. Now, so recap: last episode, uh, we made predictions. Brandon predicted a win for JSU, so that's a point for him. And you said twenty-four twenty-one. Yes. I predicted thirty-five twenty-four. You were something decent, like that, yeah. Which is pretty close. And then I, and I do this, what I did, because I've gotten every prediction wrong so far, I want to be reverse psychology. And I'm, I'm going to start start picking the opposite of what I want to happen. So I picked, UT, I picked UTC to win 23-20, knowing that I would rather be pleasantly surprised than horribly disappointed. Well, I think that's a lie. You just really suck at predicting. I also no, think that. No. Well, reverse psychology doesn't get you points on the prediction board, now does Fair. it? 
I'm not. No, it does not. So do we have a running tally of I'm, our predictions? I'm 0-3. I know this for a fact. I'm 0-3. You are 0-3, but yeah, I'll just go ahead and count that. But Eric and I are now tied at 4-5. and five. Let's go. Yeah, because you guys did a lot more. With we that. did FCS. We did FCS last week. Yeah. So yeah, we have games. more of those this week. All right, so we're gonna. Since I was not, are we gonna just go go by win percentage at the end of the year? Yeah. I think percentage. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Cool. Yeah, I look at the box score. I think the one thing that kind of stands out. There was finally something resembling success in the running game. Yes, we actually the, ran the ball. The, the numbers aren't amazing. We look at them. Just 165 yards on four yards per carry. Having the ability to run the ball sets the tone. And I know UTC is not that great of a football team. I think we, like, they're, they're better than they were they're, last they're year. They're decent, but they're not. They're not great. Um, they're probably good enough to beat Tennessee. I think they played them this week. Yep. So. And then they play James Madison the following week. <laughs> yeah. At Chatt- yeah. In Chattanooga. So t- yeah. Tennessee's on upset alert this week. Um, um, Tennessee's on upset alert every week. Rip every Tennessee. Rip Tennessee. What a terrible time to be Caleb McDonald. Caleb Honestly. McDonald. Has to be able to that uh, that the uh, so the weekend like football like, kicked off or whatever. We were watching Tennessee play Georgia State with Kevin McDonald. He was proudly wearing his Tennessee hat, and then by the end of the first quarter, that hat was on the ground across the room. Uh, and it was just a beautiful just just progression of watching him being like, "Yeah, go Vols! We're going to." Uh, if I remember correctly, Caleb McDonald of uh, Jacksonville, Alabama. Um, <laughs> Claimed that Tennessee was going to be second in the East. He did. Beat Georgia. Barely beat Georgia um, at home. But Georgia was still going to go to the SEC championship. Now, I in, did not uh, predict that. in week two, or week three, whatever week we're in yeah. right now, um, he has already totally abandoned it. Won't even <laughs> claim that he said that. I still have the recording of him saying that. So I'm going to post that every week from now on. Yeah, no, we're not. Letting him I still up. don't think Georgia goes to SEC. We're not. I still think you're wrong. Like, <laughs> I, I am an Auburn fan. I'm staying out of this conversation until we beat. You until have we beat no any of the teams. You have no say for the entire season. I'm in the. We're in the SEC West. I'm a Jacksonville State University Gamecocks fan. Fear the beat. No, we can cut out the FBS. Side up. No, we'll keep in the FBS stuff. You think so? It's All good right. talk. It's good talk. It is, um, it's a filler. So back run to game. UTC. Back to UTC. Uh, the run game. Was good it was in, in the sense that we had one. Yeah. yeah right? It, it Improvement. It wasn't Eli Jenkins there where we were running zone read every play and people couldn't stop yeah. it. But it was enough that people couldn't just key in on Zarek dropping back to throw. Yeah. The offensive line was still. Offensive line actually did not look that bad this week. Yeah, they they played much better they, than they, they did they, against Sela. No, no. Zarek had time. Zarek had some time. Yeah. I mean, had a lot of time. That being said, Zarek looks most comfortable when he's scrambling. Oh, no. When he has to pull something out of his ass, that's when he's at his best. Yeah, absolutely. Like that... The pass to Jamari, first of all... Yeah, the long throw that just barely got over. Yeah. Yeah. Should that ball have been intercepted? I don't think so. Nah, that's that's a 6-7 receiver going up against like a 6-1 defensive back. That is not getting picked. Um, But those are the throws that Zarek made all last year. I think I said our very first show... That anybody will tell you, and any this is applicable in any sport, any position. Like a good quarterback will complete the throws that he should, and a great quarterback will complete throws that he shouldn't. And yes. Zarek is really good at completing throws that he shouldn't, and that was one of them. I think that that one 
was a little questionable, a little ill-advised, but it worked out. I wouldn't say ill-advised. I'd say it's one of those throws that, that given how negatively his game was looked upon, unreasonably considering he completed 80% of his passes in week one, um, I think he was, I think he decided to just take it in his own hands. Yeah. Just, just, I'm going to eat this down the field. It's, I think it was a third down play anyway, so they're going to have to punt if it wasn't complete. I think he was just like, we're going to score. Yeah. Somehow we're going to score. And when you have a guy that's 6'7", that makes it a lot easier. Definitely. Um, but I've got his numbers pulled up because we said on the first show, the thing he had to improve on was his short passing accuracy. His completion percentage last year was just 60% yeah. in an, on it with a team that throws a ton of screens and slant routes. That's yeah. the number, those are the two highest. Which teams. we still ran a ton of. We still we still ran a ton of. But he, his completion percentage is 2-3 wide, 77%. I saw a lot of um, difference in the play calling. Oh, no, there was variety. The, during UTC. There was variety. Yeah, a lot of variety. Um, like y'all said, there was a lot of screens and um, slant routes. But there were a few plays that I was just like, the setup, I, 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 I was questioning it. I was like, what is this? And so, congrats, Ogle, on fixing everything that you <laughs> messed up in the CELA game. And it, I didn't... The play calling in the CELA game, I don't think it was the fact that we ran so many screens and slants and short passes. It's just that we didn't run anything else. No. Like, against UGC, we made them respect that we might run the ball. Right, we didn't have a fantastic rushing game, but the fact that there was a rushing game, we made them respect that we might put the ball on the ground, um, and we had we still had success through the air long. Yeah, and it comes down to offensive line play, because you notice when you have an offensive line, you can run the ball, and Zarek's best asset is his arm strength. Yeah, and so the threat of the deep ball, he only hit two deep balls, which given some of the highlights we saw last year, is actually kind of low for for a single game, because Ogle likes to. Throw it deep whenever he gets a chance. But, I mean, just the threat of that, you notice how many short passes we were able to complete and still have yards after the catch. Yeah. 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 I mean, it's just the, ab- the ability to have defenses sag off. That's, I mean, that was the entire which, offense. Which is going to play a, a factor in the game this weekend. Yeah. And another stat that I want to bring up about Zarek, if, you're, if we're going to talk about whether or not he fits into this whatever it is, offense that we run, because we still don't know what it is. Um, spread, air raid, pro spread, whatever you want to call it. He's not considered a runner. Most people don't consider him a running quarterback. He, he's a big dude, fairly athletic, but he's not considered a runner. Um, and a lot of people are going to say, well, between his year at Clemson and this year, he's only averaging like a, year, a yard and a half per carry. But I noticed something. In two weeks, he's already been sacked five times. Yep. In two weeks, he's been sacked five times for 30, 37 yards. He has more sack yards than he does rushing yeah, and part of the reason is that his mentality, when he gets under pressure, he's not going to throw it away. He's no. going to try to scramble around and get free and wait for somebody to get open and then try to just throw a prayer. High risk, high reward. Yeah, which works sometimes. Um, As we saw with Trey Berry. Trey Berry had oh that. That gosh, was on that fourth and short. Cooper was about to get his butt slammed into the ground, and he just tossed it up. Just a it little was, long. It was a rainbow. Throw and Trey Berry was like, um, "No, I'm gonna catch this." Yep. And dove, and we thought that he dropped the ball at one point, and it was incomplete. But I remember my reaction. I was 
ecstatic after that catch. I was like, yeah, that was fantastic. This is going to be a great year for Trey Berry. The stadium kind of let up after that moment. Oh as yeah, well. like, this, everybody, it was like renewed faith on. Is this yeah. a throw to the sideline when it was when near Trey the sideline? We're trying to like toe tap with one arm. No, 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 no. no, no. So I remember no. that throw. It, it was, was fourth. I think it was fourth and short. Yeah, right. It was and Zarek scrambles off to his left, and uh, he sees Trey sort of standing in a pocket between like three or four uh, ETC, <laughs> and he just sort of lobs it over, and uh, Trey dives for it and catches it. And On the replay, the UTC, it almost looked like an uh, an incomplete pass, but all the UTC people uh, players did not even pursue trying to intercept that ball because they thought Trey was going to yeah. drop it. Which I don't get. I don't get. Trey has some of the best hands in the conference. Trey also had, I I have his stats pulled up right now. He had six receptions for, well, okay. In southeast Louisiana, he had 10 receptions for 83 yards. Uh, Chattanooga, he had six receptions for 151 yards. Uh, Longest being a 48-yarder, which was that diving touchdown, Mm -hmm. which was awesome. That was was, great. It was amazing. Trey Berry is consistently... I'm not going to say my favorite player to watch, but he might be like – he's just so consistent. He's so good. Uh, he's a threat. He's the easiest guy to forget, I think, like that he's on the field because he's so quiet. I, he, he is very quiet. He doesn't He doesn't do much after – he doesn't embellish like anything after, after the play's over. He's, he's just, not like Josh Pearson. Dude. He just catches what you throw to him, man. Yeah, 100%. Um, he's going to have another breakout game. Because he is so quiet, he's going to find ways to get open for Cooper to throw down. Yeah. I mean, he better. This game, we're going to get all firepower with him. Yeah. So before we start talking about uh, this upcoming game, do we have any more thoughts on the UTC game? UTC sucks. UTC yeah. sucks? Yeah. UTC I, likes Popeyes more than Chick-fil-A. There I we go. My sign and stand UTC by. sits when they pee. UTC's Frisbee team is better than their football team. This is facts. This is facts. UTC has a good frisbee program. Very good program. Swamp donkeys are very good. This, I'm sorry? The swamp donkeys. Swamp donkeys. Yeah, man. They're good. I like that a lot. They're good. I, that, that, that's your kind of name. Swamp donkeys. That's good stuff right there. Uh, any more thoughts? I don't have anything. There was a really good catch. Who who pulled that one down? I believe it was Hester. Which was one? it Hester? It was like a one-handed. His, the Notre the Dame longest. Catch. Is that that was on He didn't play. No, no. Cage. No, KJ play. He got some good blocks too. Um, he's not having. I don't see any stats on him. He didn't catch any. He had three catches for thirty-three yards this week. I'm RJ talking about not play. RJ's not even on the roster right now. Huh? RJ is not on the roster. Oh, Why? yeah, I do see that. Okay, KJ is. All right. RJ is KJ not. is a is a person to watch out for next, next this week. He was actually third and tied for third in reception with Josh. And Daniel. And had more yards than both Josh and Daniel. Um, so who made that catch on... It was Hester. It was Hester. That's yeah, why I thought. Hester. So, because it was a 48-yarder. Yeah. Um, for everyone listening, we might not know some things about like who made this catch because we're actually at the game watching it. So and we're very far away. Yeah, it's action. it's definitely easier to get specific information when you're watching a broadcast. Yes. Um. And we're not, it's not like we're watching replays of the game. So we're taking everything from what we see with our own two eyeballs. And I just remember that Zarek threw a pass over the shoulder to the left sideline, and it looked like it was pulled down with one hand, and he sort of toe-tapped out. He toe-tapped. Out 
and I, I noticed, and I don't know if any of y'all have ever sat in the, in the home side of the stadium, but from even from the top, like you can't see the sideline. Yeah. Like if the way it's angled, you cannot see the sideline of the teams on the field. So you just have to look for the team's reaction and hope that the refs make the right call. And back. the team reacted. Oh no, the team was freaking out. <laughs> they were hyped. I didn't think. It, I thought that not only was it incomplete, I didn't even think that that Jamar pulled it down. Yeah. And then I saw the team reacting. I saw the refs with their hands over their heads. I was like, Are they actually caught that? Wow. Because our fans made no react. They were just sitting there. Yeah. Which is usual. Our fans don't stand up a lot. They really don't. They really don't. It's the same for like every sport. Baseball, basketball, softball. Like, we just, We're not a standing type of fan. Yeah. Well, let me tell you, those March and Southerns will stand for anything. They'll just stand for real. anything and everything. We'll, we'll stand for the other team's injuries. Just kidding. We do sit for injuries. I will say this. If the game gets intense, though, they will get on their feet. Yeah. 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 So they will, yeah, they will just, probably be standing a lot this week. For example... Like this this week coming up and last year at the KSU JSU game at Sunshine. Oh yeah, that my, was terribly intense. My Ooh, grandparents. That's that's heavy breathing there from Caden Williams. My grandparents came to that game, and my uncle, pretty much all the family that could come to that game came to that game, and all their, every single one of them said, "I want to get home, get in the bed, my feet hurt." And I was like, I don't even want to hear about feet hurting because <laughs> I stood the entire game and I marched my butt off at that game. That was the that night was the first time I was introduced to Jared as a football fan. Jared as a football fan. I had never like watched football with him. I occasionally been around him in the stands, but I was I was in a really weird mood last fall. I didn't want to talk to anyone. But that game, it was like upset me. Oh yeah, I didn't, I didn't talk much to anyone last year. I'm like anyone. And then last year, that game was like us two, Jacoby, Caleb, like all of the hype people all were like one pocket of the stands. It's a shame I'm in a different section. I remember he lost his mind. Like every play, you and Jacoby were both just losing your minds over everything. My voice was gone by like the second quarter. Same. It was great. The heckling side of me came out. Oh, yeah. This is when when I thought that Jarrett would have a future in the JSU athletic bands. For real. This is when I was like, okay, he, he can survive. If you know how to heckle and yell at the other team and their fans, you fit in perfectly. I, dude, I've been telling y'all, I'm, I'm perfect. I'm little angel baby boy over here. Like, I am so perfect. Nothing is better than me. <laughs> <laughs> All right, on that note, <laughs> let's talk about Eastern Washington. Let, yeah, let's. You okay over there, Caleb? You okay, buddy? <laughs> He's trying not to die over here. There you go. You're making it. Mm. All right. You just hate like shutting your laptop. Don't you off. just hate Jared Swanson? No, well, I hate. Oh, Jared oh, oh! Shut your laptop off. Yeah, I hate, yeah, yeah, yeah. I hate Jared too, but yeah. it's a mutual hate for each other. This is also true. Oh um, no! I hit the power button on my laptop by accident. Turn my laptop off. I haven't wow. started. That sucks. It does. Man. I think everything was okay. Cool. Have you ever thought about just like uh, being better? Dude, you might want to sit on your All right, Eastern Washington, JSU this Saturday. I don't know what the date of this Saturday is. September fourteenth. This September fourteenth. September fourteenth. September fourteenth. At the snow. Jackson the State snow. University Gamecocks and the Eastern Washington whatever the hell they are. Eagles. Eagles. <laughs> The Eagles. Whoop the Eagles. 
Whoopie. That's going to anger some people on SCS fans. <laughs> sorry, Kyler. Ooh. Not sorry. Kyler's not coming to the game, so we don't have to worry no, about him. Is he not? Kelsey is. Kyler's not. I, I asked. I knew Kelsey was. I asked Kyler. He said, I'm not coming. Couldn't sling it. Wow. And then my, my response was, are you actually joking? That's so tragic. Zero excuses. If That's was, so tragic. Tyler, I'm sorry if I assume this, Lawrence, but I believe Lawrence is now at, at Eastern. What? Because he made a post last season about finishing his Masters at Eastern. So, sorry, Lawrence. I may be wrong about that. Correct me if I'm wrong. I have almost never interacted with these people, so I've I have no idea. Jared uh, has we, never. We need to change that. Wait, wasn't I talking to Kyler about the 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 Sela game? I think I was. Hey, man. All right. So, for for this game, Eastern Washington and JSU are both one and one. Yes. Um, Eastern lost to Washington. Washington. Got blown out of the water, as most of us. Boy, Jacob Eason buried them on the spot. And then, obviously, JC lost to C-Law. Mm-hmm. We beat the crap out of UTC. But Eastern actually, at one point, let Lind- a D2 Lindenwood team come back almost. Yeah. They were up They were up something 30, like 31. They were, thir- they were up 31-0 yeah. in the first quarter. Yeah. I take that with a little bit of grain of salt as someone who, who knows – Something that's called the Tubber Shell. Uh, my guy Tommy Tuberville used to just you'd go up like three touchdowns and then just stop and hope they didn't lose. Yeah, I I I'd take it that's what that was. Um, Weren't they, they were also a little rattled because there was a pretty bad injury, wasn't there? Yeah, one of the, their uh, running back at um, on that play, he broke his tibula and fibula. He is out for the season. Oh, that's one of those. That's days. tough. Was it a nasty one, like, like a, yeah, a visible Ware. compound uh, fracture? No, I don't think it was visible, but it was pretty bad. They like no ambulances were on the scene. They had to call an ambulance. They stopped the game for about thirty minutes until the ambulance. Now, you say it was a there. compound. Was that was the leg still like facing away? It shouldn't have. I don't know. I haven't looked. I haven't looked at footage. He's out for the season. That's tough. Hate to see that. Best wishes for him. No matter how much you dislike a program. You always hate to see injuries. Except at Alabama. Except at Alabama. That's fine. I think that's fine. Sorry, but the three of us have severe disdain for for that university. I will say, so just to clear this up, if anyone didn't figure it out by now, Jarrett is a Georgia fan. Huge the hell with Georgia. Go dogs, baby. Um, I do believe a couple episodes ago was Brandon and Caleb said that Georgia was public enemy number one for them. Yes. We ge- it generally is. Alabama is our most hated rival. Georgia's just so annoying. Like, it's not they the, are. I don't not, like most the of their fans. fans. It's not the fans. It's not, it's not the school. It's just the football program. It is no offense. I think it's just the football program. They're like that gnat that swarms around you and you swat it at no, it. No, that's And it won't go away. Uh, that, that's Kennesaw. That's Kennesaw. That is Kennesaw, but that's also Georgia. Kennesaw makes me so mad. Play, buddy. Okay. <laughs> for me, Georgia is like, for me, public enemy number one is Alabama, easily. Um, but 
I definitely dislike other teams more than Georgia. So there you go. You're welcome. That's fine. I, I think I just say that just because I want to be Georgia so bad. Yeah? I, I don't expect to ever beat Alabama. I just kind of let it happen by surprise. Georgia's like the one big game that we can kind of be competitive in every other year when yeah. it's at home. No offense. Bama, I'm just like, nine four dog. So if Georgia were to ever play Jacksonville State. <laughs> good. I'd wear, I'm not wearing a show shirt. I'm wearing my Georgia shirt. Like, <laughs> jacket on Incorrect. Wrong is, answer. He is the next Austin Waits. No. Austin Waits, no. Wore, Austin Waits wore his Auburn hat. I... I'm in the stands. Me and Waits, during the LSU game, watched the Auburn game. Like, we watched the Auburn game during the game. We never watched the JSU game. I will always choose JSU over Auburn. If I'm in 100% Southern, 100% of the time. While I'm in Southerners, I will. Even any any if time I'll of the year. I'll pick JSU over Alabama. Now, last year, day. when we played Auburn in baseball, we had a bit of an issue because we had Coctopus, of course. If you aren't on the Coctopus Facebook page, you should be on the Coctopus Facebook wrong. page. And uh, Caleb, I, for some reason, couldn't go to the first half or something. And uh, Caleb was there, and he wanted to hold Coctopus. But I wanted to hold Coctopus. I found the page. So I had mixed rights. But he was going to wear an Auburn shirt, and I told him. And I did not. That if you were wearing an Auburn shirt, you are not allowed to hold cocktails. I wore an Auburn shirt under a Jason. I was about to say, bro. Yeah. But uh, we got a little astray there from the topic. Back to the Eastern Washington game. What are we expecting? Donnie Manziel 2.0. <laughs> uh, yeah. I'm, I'm expecting air raid from Eric, both teams. Eric Berrier, a quarterback for Eastern Washington. Might be the second coming of Johnny Manziel. Not because, and he's, he's built almost identical. Short, skinny, fast as hell with a really good arm. So we're expecting he, just a display, just an offensive clinic. I would love to see this game go like the biggest, The biggest thing that will separate these two is how good JSU's run game will be against Eastern. You think that's a deciding factor? I think so because Eastern is well. Maybe For me, not. it's the whole line. Well, that is also an issue, but I think if we can get our run game under control, Eastern Washington isn't going to be expecting that. Now, I should point out um, we're talking about Eric Berry, Johnny Manziel, two point almost. His running stats were so bad this year. Really. He's only averaging two yards um, a carry because he's been sacked six times in the first two games. Oh. Similar to Zary. His running stats are a lot better than How many times was he sacked in the Lindenwood game? I don't have that pulled up. I just had the season stats. But what I've gathered, and I I have not watched Eastern Washington play, um, but information I've gathered is that the mismatch is going to be on wide receivers and their defensive backs. Yes. Right? And yeah, then that their D line is the best part about their defense. Is this correct? Yes. yes. And it just kind of, and that's what kind of evens it out. That's where the problem lies for me. And I, I said last episode, you can have the best quarterback and receivers in the world, but can't win the trenches. If you can't win in the trenches, you're not winning the football game. And our O line has been a little spotty. 
Granted, we're two games in. They played pretty well against UTC, but they played not well at all against Sealand. Um, I think because if our O line does, if our O line can hold off Eastern, even just the little, even the tiniest bit, to where Zarek can get free to make those throws, I think we'll be good. Yeah, and again, I'm expecting a lot of screens and slants. Um, you know what really worries me? What's that? I think the discipline issue will come back this game because they know they have to give Zarek time. So we'll have a lot of holding penalties against us. I'm really hoping not. I'm really hoping not. It's just so frustrating. We talked about that a lot. I think it was last episode. It's just so frustrating. But I think the same could be said for Eastern. I don't get to watch much of Eastern just because I live in the southeast. So there's this thing called regional broadcasting. Yeah. It does limit your viewing ability. And it doesn't help that the Big Sky does not have a deal with ESPN. So you can't even watch it on there ESPN3 or ESPN+. There are many There are many SES conferences. OVC is, is an exception to the rule. They, I think that's generally because the OVC stretches to half of the United States in terms of overall footprint. Mm-hmm. The Big Sky does not. The OVC literally stretches from the Mississippi River to the Northeast. So... So I mean, it's just it's a bigger conference, bigger footprint. But um, I think both teams obviously are offensively geared teams, given the way our defense has performed the last two games. Mm-hmm. Um, I think what what makes me nervous is our our defensive backs haven't been great to start the season, but if they've been okay. Easterns. But but Eric Berrier against Lindenwood. I know it's Lindenwood, so take it with a grain of salt. Um, these these are numbers that scare me. 32 of 46, 522 yards, five touchdowns, zero interceptions, eight carries for 34 yards. And that includes two sacks for eight total yards. That's a pretty big grain of salt, though. It's a D2 program. Yeah, but I mean, that would be the same as when JSU played UNA back in the 60s. I mean, they were D2. But then again, that same year was the same year that UNA went to the D2 national championship. And yeah, their only loss was to us during the regular season. Yeah, I mean, I just think, you know, there's a talent difference. Um, now, it's worth noting, that was Lindenwood's first game. Mm-hmm. They did not play a week, week, week one. They waited until week two. Um, at least what our week two is. It was dead week one um, in D2. And a slightly different schedule in D2 and D3. Um I mean, you look at the teams they're playing. Like their next biggest team is is Saginaw Valley State. <laughs> Lindenwood. That's this is their next biggest game. Their next two games are Midwestern State and William Jewell. I've never heard of either of those. No, I'm t- it's a pretty it's a pretty big grain of salt. That would that would be the equivalent to. But to, then again, we're used to the D two teams in the south and the southeast. That would be the equivalent of Bama so. playing four day and that, that, I think yeah. that, it's that kind of talent difference. Yeah. So. So I. But if I'm an Eastern Washington fan, I'm looking at Zarek's numbers and I'm being like, "Ooh, that's a, a little scary." He throws a lot of interceptions. He threw. He, yeah, he has been known to throw the interceptions. Three over two games. And I wouldn't say the, the one this last game was bad. Mm-hmm. 
but it wasn't great. No interception. I, but it wasn't a bad pick. It was a pick where if he makes a better throw, it's at least a complete five pot. I'm trying to remember what it was. Is it was it, a it was a deep pass down the middle. Was it? Yeah. I remember it being really weird and thinking like, was that tipped or something? It looked tipped at the line. I watched the replay later that night, um, on YouTube. I had there, there was a, a basically a black market stream that got put mm-hmm. up on YouTube, and I watched it, and it wasn't tipped. It was just no. came out of his hands weird. Oh, or okay. something. Definitely not the way he should have thrown. Yeah. Um, but way better than two picks and three against Seawood. Yeah, Four absolutely. So I will say this: by third game, most of the offense should have their kinks worked out. Absolutely. Offensive line, it'll take at least two games into the OBC to get the kinks worked out. Yeah. Defense, I think by Eastern, we'll have all of our things worked out. Yeah, I just think it's worth noting that Eastern has big game experience. ASU really does not. Eastern this, does. This is true. Eastern has been to Washington and played okay against Washington in the first half before Jacob Eason really went off. I mean, going somewhere right now. Um, All right. Eric Berrier actually had a really good showing against Washington. He's going to have a good showing against Washington. He had, he had yeah. 20, he was 21 for 35 for 211 yards. That's 60% against. The best team in, in the uh, and for an FCS FCS team against one of your top FBS programs in the nation, that's really well, good. Well, I say top. Um, I mean, they did kind of get beat by Cal this weekend. Fair enough, but there's only one top Pac-12 team. Utah. Yeah. So Oregon lost to Auburn. Washington lost to Cal, and they're probably both out of playoff picture. Utah, Utah. That's sad. Utah doesn't have to play. They don't have to play Oregon, um, and they. I think they get Washington home. This is true. I think that's their one game, their one tough game. Everyone else in the everyone in the Pac-12 South sucks. The biggest person. Or is it? They don't have to play Stanford either. I just thought about that. The guy that had the most receiving yards, uh, for Eastern Washington during the Washington game, was. Andrew Boston for 112 yards. Six receptions for 112 yards. Longest was 64, and that was a touchdown. Now, I think it's worth noting that against Washington, who was a pretty athletic defense, he did not throw a single interception. He did not throw one interception. Derek Hooper went Sela and threw two Jeremy Johnson-esque interceptions. Yeah. So I think it's worth noting that as good as Derek is, he's going to have some flaws this weekend we're going to have to watch out for. Everything we're saying, it 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 really just evens out. I'm I I would be lying if I said if I say I I'm not nervous. I'm, I'm a little nervous. I'm nervous. Eric Berry might be the best quarterback in FCS. Honestly, he might be the best, like the most electric. Well, him and Cooper are up for the Walter Payton Award. So is there? I do think with Zarek and our receivers, and the fact that there's such a mismatch with their DBs, I think that's going to even out, just like Brandon's saying. And a lot of people think this is going to come down to a field goal. And this is something I want to mention. If it comes down to a field goal, I'm concerned about that. We mentioned a couple episodes ago, we were trying to find positives about the ceiling game, and we said our kicker never missed anything. And then he misses an extra point. And And it just looks like he has no confidence. 
So if it comes down to a field goal this game, I'm a little concerned about that. Now, now if it's a close, like if, if the field goal is close, yeah, then I'm not worried. I take it with a grain of salt because they did break like there was to break a JSU in terms of kicking. He like he owns the kicking record. Yeah, and before that, his dad owned the kicking record. Yeah, the Stennett family runs kicking in JSU. Yeah, they're kicking. They're kickers. So 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 Bryant has a lot. He does, but I mean, he—I mean, he's no worse a kicker than anyone who's kicked at Alabama. Yeah, like, like if, if you want like something to be confident about, like kickers at, at at school that's won championships every other year have missed a lot of kicks. Yeah, and he's just missed his first of the year. So but kicking is—it's largely a game of confidence. Oh, one hundred percent. And one. I think right now he doesn't have a whole lot of confidence and his team doesn't have a whole lot of confidence in him. I don't know his name. Does anybody know his name? It's Bryant something. I think it's Bryant Davis. I'm not so sure. Um So but if we can if we can get some touchdowns early on and get it some get him some touches and get a couple extra points and get some confidence back, that'd be awesome. Yeah, I think if we at least score fourteen in the first quarter, and we hold Eastern Washington, I think we'll be in good shape. What did you say that we needed to hold them to? I wasn't listening. I said if we get out, if we score two touchdowns and hold Eastern Washington through at least halftime and have a, a decent lead, I think we'll be good for the rest of the game. Now, with that being said, I think if we're in the lead, if we go into halftime leading, Eastern Washington's going to come out firing on all cylinders. I really think it's going to be close. I think it's going to be a shootout. I'm setting the over and under at 80. 80. Over under at 80. That allows... I just looked at the spread. Eastern Washington is favored by 14 and a half. That doesn't surprise me. Yeah, that doesn't surprise me either. I think most... Third parties are going to pick Eastern Washington in this game. I think so too. I, I generally believe. But it's because same. Eastern has a better reputation than JSU. Yeah, absolutely. Eastern. Which did. I get. Eastern didn't. I do it makes sense. Eastern didn't go to the championship game and flop. We did. We did. We we flopped hard. So I think a lot of people are going to continue to say, "Oh, in big games, they they don't have what it takes." Eastern. They had their big game material. So, guys, yeah, whatever. Also, I found this guy's name. His name is Bryant. Um, not Brian Horn. I thought you were going to say Brian Horn. No, no, no worries. Not Brian Horn. No. Brian Wallace. Brian Wallace. 6'1, 190 from Florence, Alabama. Richard sophomore went to Rogers. Uh, senior season made 13 of 18 field goals along with 48. Blue Gray Combine, which is the combine for the Blue Gray All Star team between Mississippi and Alabama, made a 57 yarder. Uh, Class 4A All Star 8, All State first team, um, made his debut last year against Mississippi Valley uh, in, uh, what is it, garbage time? I'm assuming, I'm guessing his extra point was the one that led to us getting to 70. Mm-hmm. He's, I mean, he's got the talent. It's just a confidence issue. His picture makes him look like a big dude. Let me see. He's not a big dude. It does make him look like a big looks, dude. He looks built in the picture, but then you're always only 190. Not that big. Well, what's how tall is he? 6'1". He's smaller than Zion Webb. 
Zion is 6'1", 200. 190's pretty big for 6'1". Ish. I mean, that's, that's wide receiver size. Yeah. 6'1", 190. You think? The average wide receiver is in the 6'1", 6'2". Not 6'4", 6'5". We're just gifted with some... Well, gifted. yeah. We're gifted with some tall people. Not everyone was born from an Amazon. <laughs> Not everyone. Uh, I'm trying to think of anything else I have to say about this game. Um, and I don't know if I really do, but Brandon's got something. You students better not leave at halftime. Please do not leave Our at halftime. Our student section against UTC was dead. And it's because fraternities left and had their own parties. And the game was still close after halftime for a while. What was the score at halftime? It was 21-6. Yeah, 21 six. But they but they came back in the third quarter. Yeah. So students, you better not leave. You will hear an earful from not only myself but probably a bunch of other people as yeah. well. Please stay. We we need you. Heaven, we, heaven forbid that JSU draws the ire of what's happening in Jacksonville, Alabama. Oh Twitter. no. Oh yes. Oh yes. Oh, I love this page. That's, it's it's such an awful page, but it's like. Because it's, it's so cancerous and toxic. So I, I am not on it. I actually looked it up the other day. And I was like, should I join this? I was like, no. Yes, no. you should. You I mean, so you does should somebody want to elaborate for the listeners? Okay, so what's you will be pissed off the entire time. <laughs> what's happening in Jacksonville, Alabama is, and I'm, I'm sure that there's someone in there who's not, doesn't know any of us who's in that group. And I'm, I'm going to generalize. I'm going to generalize. It's Please. A lot, it's a lot of older people who hate JSU students. Mm-hmm. And think that we're going to be the end of Jacksonville being what it is. 100%. Which is what? What what was Jacksonville before JSU? This beautiful oasis that makes Calvin County look better than it actually is. And they think we're going to turn it into into like Aniston. They admit absolutely false. They hate us. Yeah. 100%. The only post on there is if it's not a like a suggest, I need a a suggestion, like a local, local suggestion for this or this or this, it's someone. And students parking this, students driving this, um, new building this. Like, it's, it's just toxic. It's or, and my favorite one, is you'll see, like, all the complaining. And then just, like, every so often, you'll get some guy, like, hey, someone's come mow my grass. I'll give you $40. <laughs> and you'll get a free job. Yeah. Yeah. Like, and then nice I people. bet a student's going to do that. Yeah. <gasps> wow. We live Very in a society. Great. It's, it's, um, it's a good it's, sign. It's free entertainment. I've never posted on there or have I reacted or responded yeah. to any post. I have posted on there. Have you? I posted on there for Firebird, and there was like a decent amount of reaction. I think it did help us with that fundraiser. It may have. but Now, that is one nice thing. Old people in JSU complain as much as they do. They will give you money if you ask kindly. <laughs> if you give them a good reason, they will give you They're money. nice in real life, but behind a screen, suckers are mean. They're, they're exactly. I don't know. People don't realize like... Without the school here and all the students, there would be absolutely nothing in Jacksonville. What would Jacksonville be? It would be like it would be a stop in the road with like three stops. So so right up the road, there's a little place called McClellan. Right? Mm-hmm. McClellan, uh, there's a base right there. It's an army base, right? It's, it's a, well, I, I say army base. It's I mean it's, it was a marine. It's, it was a marine. It's reserved. Marines? It's reserved. No. Yeah. There's, so there's no active stuff. It used to be active. And during that time, McClellan was popping. There was all sorts of stuff. Right across the street, 
from the base. There's oh, like restaurants and shops. Awesome. Like 30, yeah. Four years ago. As soon as it closes or becomes reserved, I don't know anything about the military, but all those places closed. They went out of business. And that is exactly what would happen to Jacksonville if there was no university here. All those places wow. would go out of business. The Chick-fil-A would close and no one wants that, man. Nobody wants yeah. that. Except UTC fans. Because they prefer Popeyes. Yeah. yeah. That mac and cheese has to, has to stay going. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Now, Dude, I, I that's think, like a 7 out of 10, man. It is I not like the it. 10 out of 10 y'all make it. It's the 7 out of 10, man. I, I'm, I'm paid 8 an hour to, to say it's really good. To eat the mac and cheese. I have very low food standards, so I'm just pleased by everything. I say Taco Bell's my favorite fast food. No, that tells you something. What? We need to do predictions. Oh, yeah. Oh, it's four, Predictions. It's 4.49. We're about an hour in at this point. Um, so, predictions. For... So, to kick off our predictions. Wait, do you want to give a score prediction for Eastern Washington? That's our first prediction. Oh, okay, okay. I thought you were trying to move on to other so, FCS. Do you, want, do you want to do that first or want to do it last? Like game day first. first. Uh, let's do it last. I was going to say, like, Ooh. Say like game day style where you okay. do the big one, like the big one. I mean, now we're we're gonna, are, let's do it last. We are game of the week. We're going right, to move so on to the matchups that I have no idea plus. about. So first, that's sad. I mean, that's FCS for you. First game that I have on our list is UTC and Tennessee. UTC. At UTC at Tennessee. See, this is where I'm so conflicted. Because I knew Georgia State was a better team than they were supposed to be. Like their record last year was awful. Two and I, ten, I think. They were two and ten, but I knew they had a really, really athletic quarterback that was borderline like Marcus Mariota esque in his in his skill set. They still shouldn't have beat Tennessee. But but I also knew Tennessee was just totally incompetent when it comes to football. <laughs> and their football fans are generally delusional. Caleb McDonald withstanding. Except for that clip that you have on the recording. So I'm going to go, what's the spread on my game? Or do they have one? They do. Hold on. I'm going to go ahead and give my totally uninformed prediction. I think it's going to be Mox 24-21. UTC, close one. UTC wins 24-21. Tennessee is favored by 28. All right, I'm taking, I'm taking Tennessee. Straight up, they won't cover. They will not. There's no way they're covering. If that Tennessee stuff. wins, they will not cover. No, they're not covering. I'm picking them. Said it was 28 by 28. Yeah. No, they're going to win by two touchdowns. I'm giving it to. Because I don't, I don't think they'll ever score 30 points this season. I'm going to give them 24, 24-14. I think they'll win by 10. They're not covering a 28 point spread against anyone unless they play Lindenwood. <laughs> that that would be. How they would cover yeah. that spread. They're not covering. Here's where I have a conflict. I don't like UTC. None of us like UTC. We very much dislike UTC. I don't want to pick them to win. But if UTC beats Tennessee and we beat UTC... We're better than Tennessee. We're better than SEC school. So you've got to – I – No, well, who do you think will win? I know who you want. Yeah, I, I think Tennessee is going to win. Okay. I do think Tennessee is going to win. Um, I think they'll win by 14. Okay, I haven't picked my 10. I would rather be pleasantly surprised. Yeah. Than this one. I think Tennessee wins by 14. Uh, UTC makes it just a little closer than they want it to be. Right. But 
Tennessee's going to win the one, game. One more reason that Jerry Pruitt shouldn't last out this year is they can't get to 30 against UTC. Yeah. I hate both teams equally, so I don't have any yeah. issue picking this game. All right, so this is digging a little bit. Oh, boy. JSU owns the series against Georgia State. Now, granted, that was when Georgia State was bad. If we were to play Georgia State this year, I think we would beat them. So for that simple reason, I'm going UTC over Tennessee by 10. Let's go, baby. By 10? By 10. If UTC wins, if it's a close game, I think Tennessee's going to pull it out. Yeah, that's where I think, you know, the the former saving assistant comes out. What if it's a double overtime? If, oh it go, if, it goes, if, if it goes into double overtime, UTC will win. If Tennessee by goes into overtime with anyone who's not FBS. They just should. They should. They should get the death penalty for being an embarrassment to the SEC. Like you cannot <laughs> consider them an SEC. I don't. The, there are thirteen teams in the SEC. Only. And twelve of them are Georgia. No, no, they're all. They're only like three. There's only one winless team in the SEC right now. I think. No, two. I think it's Tennessee and Arkansas. So I think no, they, Arkansas has a win. No, they they beat Portland State. Oh no, they beat they did beat State. I remember they were they were losing Portland. They struggled, but they so beat there's one winless team in the SEC. It's Tennessee. They're not in the SEC. So we've all given our predictions. I think. What's we're next? For that game. NDSU at Delaware. NDSU. <laughs> yeah. Like, what's the spread? Because I know who's going to win straight up. I just want to know if NDSU's going to cover or not. NDSU oh, is favored by 30. At, they won't like, cover. At or at home? They're at Delaware. At Delaware. They won't cover. They won't That's cover. a trip. They won't cover, but it won't be close. NDSU's going to win. They won by like 21 points. They won't cover. If they do cover, I'll be impressed. Not that I need to be impressed by North Coast State any more than I already am. But I want Delaware to win. It ain't happen. I'm gonna say NDSU by twenty four. Yeah. I say That's I'm, about where I'm at. I say NDSU by three by three scores is pretty pretty good. I'll jump up to twenty eight. Just just for the hell of it. Yeah. You know what? I'm feeling thirty five seven. Thirty five seven. So we're gonna win we're gonna beat Seal about thirty five to seven. Look, man. You, and I you, both, you were also incorrect. No, we both picked JSU to win that game. Handled. Yeah. So. Yeah. I don't want to talk about it. Next game is, includes fellow OBC foe, Eastern Kentucky at Indiana State. I want to say it's at Indiana State, but I'm not sure. But it's EKU versus Indiana State. Yeah. Is it at, if it's at Indiana State. It's at Indiana State. Indiana State. But Indiana State lost to Dayton at home last week. I call me crazy. I had Indiana State at like twenty one this week. Like I had them in the top twenty five. Uh, they haven't been in my top twenty five at all. I had them too. Well, they're they actually they're second in, um, they're first in in, in others receiving votes. So they're twenty sixth right now in the country. What's the spread? Indiana State by eleven. At, see, that's not a big drive, EKU to Indiana State. But they lost to... I think Indiana State... They lost to Dayton. 
I'm sorry, if you lose to a pioneer team, you have no respect. So are you choosing? I, I'm going EKU by 21. I mean, we lost to we lost to the Celebration Bowl team last year. But and they then, were then, ranked. But then ran a train on the rest of the conference, and no one respected us. I mean, but, it's the same deal. But North Carolina A&T did the same thing to their conference, except Morgan State. Yeah, their conference isn't as good as, as the OEC, in my opinion. My point, Freeman. So I, I think that they were a little overrated. But I, I'm still picking Indiana State, not to cover, but to win them straight up. Garrett? Indiana State, 21 15. Uh, I'm going to go EKU. Going to EKU in the upset? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, and I don't I'm think gonna, it's a I'm bad pick. EKU. I'm not saying it's a I'm bad. picking the upset, boys. I'm not saying the upset's a bad pick. I just think Indiana State knows how close they are. They know that this loss to Dayton is, is I mean, they're frustrated, and they were 15th in the country last year. I mean, not, not last year. They were 15th last week, and, now they're, and they're 26th in the country now. I think dropping 11 spots is going to piss them off. I, I really do. But I like the upset pick. Now I'm laughing about this next game for you. Why? Duquesne at Youngstown State. Duquesne at Youngstown. Youngstown State is favored yeah. by 15. I mean, Youngstown State's third of the other receiving votes. And it's at, you said it's at Youngstown? Mm-hmm. What's the spread? They're going to win up right. By 15. They'll cover. I'm going Youngstown as well. Yeah. They'll yeah. Cover. I'm also going to go Youngstown. I will as well. That, that's not even, yeah, they'll cover that spread. Youngstown's Without mascot is a club penguin. Looks like a club penguin. Now it doesn't look like it is a club is a, is a club penguin. Is that the quote? No, I said it looks like. You said looks like, said but it, it is like. a club penguin. All right, next matchup is Towson at Maine. Oh, now this is the other one that it's, this, this is a good matchup. This is probably the second best game of the I'm gonna pick against Maine. Is it at Maine? Yeah, it's at Maine. Ooh. Maine's only favored. Oh. It's by at five. Maine. Maine's only favored by five. I'm going to pick against well, Maine. Okay, so here's the thing. Maryland to Maine is a lot different than Alabama to Maine. That's true. They're that not, is they're true. They're not that far away. Yeah. They're, they're like it a, snows up there. It's, it, it does, snows it does snow in Maryland. So they know what that looks like. I'm going to pick against but Maine. it's also early, so it's, it's not hot. It's, it's, moderate. It's, it's moderate up there. It's probably up in the 60s. I'm going to pick against Maine. This is going to be yeah. a shootout. This is a really good game this I'm week. I'm taking... I'm taking Towson in the upset. I'm taking Towson. No, no, not an upset. Towson's ranked um, over Maine, and I don't think that I don't think Maine should be favored. I'm taking Towson. Let's go. I'm taking Towson by 17. Jared, you gonna? I'm just gonna play double advocate. I'm gonna take Maine. Ooh. Hey, you said you're gonna play double advocate. Yeah. That's fair. Um, Maine by seven. That's fair. No, 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 no. Maine by six. Ooh. That's fair. That's fair. Impressive. That's fair. That, that, I like that's it. one of those games that as much as I hate Maine, I would be willing to pick them if it were anyone else but, but someone in the Pacific. I mean, in the Atlantic Northeast. All right, what we got next? UT Martin at Southern Illinois. This is a good game. Bottom theaters of both conferences. Yeah, I was going to say, there's two really bad teams. 
Um, but it's a good game. They're both one and one. Southern Illinois favored by ten. Why is it so hot in this room? I'm sorry. It's not. It's not. I'm out it's here not. sweating up a storm. It's wearing, maybe it's because I'm sitting in this chair. I've got some nasty pit stains to our listeners. Hair. Yeah, what? I had to pull up my hair. It was a little bit warm. You did pull your hair back. Sexy. What were you saying? Sorry. I just so, had to interject. Gigi Martin at Southern Illinois. They're both oh. one and one, and uh, Southern Illinois is favored by 10. I don't even know, man. What are you Gigi laughing Martin. at, Caleb? Probably some Auburn stuff. False. Um, a post that called Kobe Bryant a psychopath. Because what are you browsing while we're recording this podcast? Just Instagram. Just on Instagram. Instagram. And a post popped up. UT Martin. Yeah, I'll pick UT Martin. I'm Bar- going UT I'll, Martin. I'll pick UT Martin. And I'll tell you guys about this. Post. Adam Willie. I'm picking against UT Martin. Just for the sake of it. Adam Willie. one of us to be right. Adam Willie has said that Southern Illinois will destroy UT Martin. And I'm like, you're freaking crazy. Southern Illinois. Southern Illinois. So, I gotta tell you guys about this. So, two years ago, Kobe's team that Kobe coaches lost to this team 23 to 21. This is a, this is a uh, middle school girls team. Two years later, after that, they beat them 115 to 27. Man, that's the Kobe's mamba. a freaking psycho. That's the mamba mentality, bro. True. That's all that is. You know Could you saying? imagine being a middle school girl who, like, once they start playing basketball for the first time, and, and Kobe, Kobe Bryant, is your Bryant coach. walks in, I don't want that. No, I, I would, I'd piss myself. Yeah, just purely out of fear for, for just for missing a shot. So I'm picking Southern Illinois. We need Kobe to to come here to JSU and put need, a winning mentality in our boys. We need Kobe to come on the podcast. Yeah, let's invite Kobe. Yeah, he'll definitely. If we come can't get, the, if we can't get the OBC ref. We can't get that. There's no way to get an OVC ref. There have to be rules about referees interacting with the media. I don't think there is. If if not, then there'd be referee pref- press conference. Ed Hockley was the was one of the best refs in the NFL. He, he was a freaking lawyer. He could speak to anyone. He spoke to anyone whenever he wanted, and he was so big and built that no one was going to tell him not to. I'm, there have to be rules about this. All right. All right. What else we got? Next matchup: Austin P at Mercer. I have friends that go to Mercer. Okay. Me too. I'm Mercer. I'm picking Mercer. Also, friends that go to Mercer? I'll Mercer. pick Mercer. I guess. I'll pick Mercer. Mercer nearly beat Auburn. Too, I too. Love, they did not nearly beat I Auburn. I was friends. at the game. They nearly beat Auburn. We talked about this before. I love my friends that go to Mercer, but sorry. Go Govs. I don't care what the score was. I don't care what the score was. It was tied going into the, going into the late third quarter. In, uh-huh. their, in their heart, they almost beat Yeah. We almost beat Auburn, and we beat Duke in basketball. That gum Mercer catchphrase. I'm sick of it. I'm sick of it, all you Mercer fans. Do something else cool. Picks Mercer. Picks Mercer. It's <laughs> obvious that you have, have the same kind of disdain for Mercer that I do for I don't have a disdain for Mercer. I'm just sick of hearing about how they almost beat Auburn and that they beat Duke in basketball. But they beat Duke in basketball. All right, for our okay. last game. Last game. It is game. the FCS Fans Nation game of the week. The Eastern, Jacksonville Stop. <laughs> <laughs> JSU, or Eastern Washington at JSU. All right, Brandon, you go first. I'm going to see what you guys say first. 
I'm not the only one talking about what I'm about to say. Well, like we said earlier, it is very evenly matched. Um, I think our wide receivers will get the best of Eastern Washington. Um, Eric Berrier is a beast. Um, but I think the crowd will have an effect on Eastern Washington. Now, I know you Eastern Washington fans will say, Oh, but we've played at Montana, and we played in worse conditions than that. I'm sorry. But Southern football, loud, is a completely different ball game. Sir. I agree. So, I'm going, <laughs> I'm going JSU by 10. Do you want to give a score? 45-35. 45-35. All right, Caleb. Are you going to defer to me? Yeah. I'm just, I'm, I think this is going to be a high-scoring game. He's picking. You set the over-under at 80. I set the over-under at 80. I think this game is going to be... So I don't think either defense can stop you. Yeah. At all. I don't. If we're talking the air raid that we said would happen, it's not going to happen. It's just going to be passing and passing and passing. 48-43 Gamecocks. 48-43 Gamecocks? 48-43. So that gets the over-under and an upset. Yeah. Well, I think this game is going to be tense throughout. JSU is gonna hang in it till the very end. Get a buzzer beater at the end. Eastern Washington. No. I've got Eastern Washington by like by, by a touchdown. No. I really do. How dare you? How dare you? This is a biased podcast. But <laughs> okay, it is. But still. But he did say a few episodes ago when we were first talking about everything. He will gladly take the L on that one. No, no, so far, he's been wrong about everything else. So <laughs> so if we win and all y'all are wrong and I'm right, will you be complaining to me? No. Yeah. All right, Jarrett. It's going to be Eastern Washington by six. How not dare you. Score. Yeah, I'm not giving a score. How dare you. I just you. set the over-under because that's what I think is going to happen. I'm so disappointed in you boys. It's a mindset. Okay, either way... It's, it's a mindset. It's a mindset. Either way, two of us are going to be right. Two of us are going to be right. That is true. And then when me and Brandon are right... And I'm picking the correct answer. I go least from Washington because I need a win. Because I'm currently winless this year. I hope you You'll get some Selfish. Wins. That's what I hope you, you get selfish. totally defeated this entire season. You at least have two wins. Tennessee and North Dakota State. You're selfish. That's what you are, Dubs. You're selfish. All right. I don't know, because <laughs> y'all picked UTC to beat Tennessee. I didn't. But I did say I think Tennessee is going to win, but I'm going to go with UTC. Yeah, exactly. So if UTC wins, I don't have a win. Okay, I get one win. We all picked North Dakota State. That yes. doesn't help me any. I've, I've got to pick up some wins where y'all get losses. You disgust me. You know that? All right. I think we've hit everything we want to talk about, right? Yep. Any final thoughts, boys? Oh, no, believe actually. actually no? We have Believe It or Not. I forgot about Oh, this that. Believe It or Not. This is actually my favorite segment. This is a show. fun segment. This is a segment that I stole from a Huntsville sports radio station. Shout out 103.9 The Up. 
Alright, first, believe it or not, Montana is back. Montana is back. They just got off a win against UNA, 61-17. to 17. What do you think, Caleb? I guess my only question is, is Texas back? Fair enough. There you go. So, believe it or not, final answer. No, I don't think they're back yet. They gotta prove prove to me something other than beating an unranked team. Yeah. Like, I get North Alabama is talented, but you can't bring an Alabama team to Montana, beat them up by forty something, and be like, "Oh, we're back." Good. Playing a team that didn't have a winning record last year. Yeah, I'm gonna agree with you. Sorry, not sorry. Not. Not. I'm going to say not because they haven't hit the big sky schedule yet. Now, they have a chance to make a statement this next week. If they look anywhere near competitive against Oregon, I'll change my mind. I don't think but so. But I don't think they will. I don't think they will. But it's it's an opportunity. FBS games are opportunities. That's how JSU got got on the that's – how, that's how we got on the national – Right. That's, you know, limelight mm-hmm. by taking Auburn to overtime – by having a lead against LSU in the first half, by being the first team to score against Georgia Tech. Like, right. That's how that's how we got popular. Mm-hmm. It wasn't beaten up on a really weak conference. So so if Montana proves, proves to me something, and they'll get a chance in, in uh, two weeks after that when they go to UC Davis, they can show me something there. I might believe them. But, this is true. This is very, very true. All right, second one. Austin P will be more competitive will be more competitive in the OVC along with SEMO and EKU. Like be one, more competitive like, and compared to themselves, like, like last like, year? Like, yeah. yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah, they're an improved I team. mean, they almost beat Central they're Arkansas. In, I, that, that's a believe it just because they're a better team. Yeah. Given it's a better conference than it has in the last few years. But, I mean, if we're the best team in the conference right now, and we're losing to SEMO by – like three touchdowns. Really, I say we're, we really lost it like four or five touchdowns. We just scored the garbage time. If we play Sela this Saturday, I'm picking us still. Yeah. I think we beat Sela this Saturday. Oh, most definitely. Yeah, so so the conference so, is still weak. Let's, let's yeah. not pretend it is. It's strong. But but in, in, a, in a still weak conference with an improved team, yeah, I'll believe it. I'll believe it. I mean, they're better than they were last year. So. Yeah, and they're Austin P. They're always annoying. They're always going to have the refs on their side. Also true. <sighs> I'll believe it. They're a threat to win any game. I'll believe it. Um, I mean, they almost beat Central Arkansas, who beat Eastern Kentucky, who is a force to be reckoned with in Conference USA. So, I mean, that should tell you how good Austin P is this year. I think they're going to be. I think they'll be 30-30. So far, we've agreed on everything, I think. Mm-hmm. Did we all believe that last yeah, week? Yeah, we were all not on Montana Beach. Yeah. All right. NDSU is showing signs of not being as good as they have been. Believe it. Believe it. All eyes on Caleb now. All three of you believe it? I haven't given my answer yet. I don't know, man, because I still have JMU at one at two behind North Dakota State. So if we're saying that, we're saying James Madison also is not as good as they have. Like those things are not mutually exclusive. Mm-hmm. You, have, you, you, you don't get one without the other to me. That's why I have them ranked the way they do. The only reason, so you're going not? I'm going not. I still think North Dakota State is still going to have a quarterback that whose numbers 
are worse than he is. Like, I still think they're going to be way too good for 95% of the FCS. I think... Well, yeah, but what, can you read it again? NDSU is showing signs of not being as good as they have been. Still think they're good. I believe that. I believe they're not as good as they have been. They're still better than 95% now, you, of I mean, teams in the FBS. So, if, if, I'm going to ask you this. I'm not trying to change your minds, because, I mean, this is North Coast State we're talking about. At, at their C game, they're, they're as good or better than a lot of most teams in the FCS. Yeah. If you if you're willing to accept that they're not as good as they have been in the past, but you also accept that teams below them are also not as good, because the results are the same. Every week the results are the same. They're destroying someone without even making it look flashy. I mean, they're just running the ball down people's throats, stopping the run, doing what a good football team. I don't do think they're significantly week. worse than they have been in the past, but I don't think they're quite as good. I, I mean, honestly, if right now there's only one question. Mm, there's a few. Me, I think South Dakota State's the game to look for. I, I think if I were to simulate, mm, you know, you're, you're forgetting Northern Illinois, or not Northern Illinois, that's a BS team, Northern Iowa and Illinois State. I think they're running off. I do. I think they will beat Illinois State. Illinois State, one, is not ranked. North Dakota State's been multi in the country for a reason. I just, until... Like, they're not, so Illinois State's not ranked in your top 25? They're not ranked in SES top 25. They're the, they're the leader in others receiving votes. 26. Right now. I had them at 22. I have them at 10. But they're not ranked. I have Illinois State at 10. According to the rankings, I just looked at them. They're, let's see. Unless I was looking at the wrong team. North, Northern. We keep talking about Northern Illinois. Northern Illinois is an FBS team. You mean Northern Iowa? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's what he's talking about. Yeah, no. North, Northern Iowa, I have them. Northern Illinois is not ranked. That is a fact. No, they're not ranked. They're they're actually one of the worst group of five teams this year. Mm-hmm. So, so but yeah, no, I have Northern Iowa ranked. Northern Iowa will be a tough game. I still think North Dakota State will win it, though. I don't know. I just it's kind of like with Montana being back until until I see it until I see it factually. I just can't believe otherwise. I'm gonna go not because they are not as good as they have been. Wait, hold on. You, you just contradicted yourself. Oh. So you're believing it? I'm I'm believing it, yeah. Okay. I'm believing okay. it. The way I was thinking about it in my head, yeah. because I, there's other points that I want to bring to this. JMU, on the other hand, stayed about the same as last year, which is saying something because I think I still, I am still holding true to my prediction that NDSU will lose at least two games this year. James Madison will lose one or two, but then again, I, so I'm, I'm sorry. I, I, I just, I just don't think NDSU is as good as they have. You're yet. saying the gap has closed. The gap has closed. So, so t- no team below them has just gotten worse. No, just North Dakota State. They're okay. You're saying they're not as good as they used to, as they have been in the last few years. They're not as dominant. And James Madison hasn't taken a step back. No. If anything, James Madison maybe took a half step forward. I'm not saying James Madison hasn't, and that's why I'm not. That's why I said not. Because I still think North Coast State. The will win. gap between NDSU and the rest of the FCS is just closing. I think NDSU. I'm not going to say NDSU's reign is coming to an end. Because they will always be a force to be reckoned with. 
but the gap is closing, especially yep. with those top team, top tier teams. The gap between them and NDSU is closing. It is fair to say that even the Roman Empire fell. Even Bo Jackson can get knocked down. Um, all empires, all dynasties are going to fall. That is a proven fact. At some point, they will fall. As easy as they rise, they will fall eventually. Don't think it's going to happen yet. It'll happen eventually. Maybe 10 or 15 years down the road, we're looking at a, a landscape where, where South Dakota State or UC Davis are the premier program in the SCS. Or JSU, for some crazy reason, is number is like the premier program in the SCS. I'm not saying it's going to happen. I'm saying that that's what we could be looking at. I don't think it's happening yet, though. I still think they're just as dominant, and I'm not going to pick against them until they give me reason not to. I'm not picking against them in any specific matchup. I'm just saying I think they're just not quite as dominant. They're still going to beat Especially people. within their own conference. Yeah. Like, the gap is, like, no more. Well, I think, that's, I, think that's because of, I think that's because the Valley has gotten better from top to bottom. I don't think it's because the gap is closed in a negative way. I think it's gotten better. Mm-mm. I really I, do. The gap is no more. I don't in my, believe, in, in my personal opinion, I don't believe getting get teams get worse unless they have a reason to get worse. Like Tennessee, what? Bad what co- does that mean? Like that? Like for Tennessee, bad coaching, lack of recruiting, inability to game plan against teams they should beat. North Dakota State's not like that. Great coaching, like they are, that's why they keep bringing people from in house. It's, like, it's the exact same coaching. Recruiting is when I mean they can recruit with FBS. That tells you something. Like they're not picking up the scraps like some like a lot of FCS programs are. They're they're on the national recruiting stage. There's a reason that there are some ESPN three hundred guys having North Dakota State makes their name. But you have JSU, JMU, SDSU that are also picking up these same kind of guys that yeah, we're talking about. Yeah, but we're talking about those. I mean, you look at the guys that JSU's picking up. They're picking up guys that are transferring, right? We're getting four star talent. I'm not even counting transfers in that situation. Like we haven't gotten a ton. Like they're recruiting five and four stars. Like there, there are guys interested in North Dakota State. Not because like, I don't think there's any four or five star people on their team at all. I'm not saying there are. Now I'm saying there are guys that are interested. Just the national now winner. interested. Yes, winning a national championship, pro level pr- preparation. I mean, Carson Wentz wouldn't be um, second or third in the MVP podium. Wouldn't be the top like like the predicted MVP for this year at other schools. Like had he gone like hypothetical, if Carson Wentz gone if Carson Wentz gone to UC Davis, would he be would he be where he is right now in the NFL? Based on his talent, uh talent wise, he would have put UC Davis on the map way earlier than they are now. He was already an established program in the state. If he had not gone to North Dakota State, UC Davis would be one of your top programs. I agree. In the past. Do you like, think the legend of Carson wants to be what it is now? Because we, we're talking about North Dakota State recruiting specifically um, in relation to FBS recruiting. What if Carson Wentz had gone to an FBS program? Then I don't know. If, I can name a, three dozen FBS programs worth coaching in North Dakota State. Yeah. So I mean, if you were to go to a group like if you were to go to UCF before UCF was what they were today, because they weren't back then. I mean, Blake Bortles was was the biggest name coming out of school. I mean, honestly, what he was. Blake Bortles is an awful quarterback. 
I would oh, use UCF as an example because UCF has been on the map like, since oh. George O'Leary. Yeah, no, but like, like that's like that's the name that you that you associated with the George O'Leary era. George O'Leary, an incredible coach that he was. Blake Bortles was his was his highlight. He was the guy that was going to come on the map. Big time draft pick. Mm-hmm. Had everything you look for in a NFL quarterback: size, mobility, arm strength, decision making. Didn't throw a ton of interceptions in college, but I don't know if he prepared Blake Bortles for the NFL. Now, Frank Jackson is tell. Jaguars aren't that good coaching. But I mean, I just I think it's just going to stay the same. I really do. I don't see a reason, and I'm partly because I don't want to get eviscerated. For weeks by Adam Willie. I don't care. Oh, I no believe it. I don't care. Come at me. All right. Uh, we're coming up at what might be our longest episode yet. We've got to um, cut a decent amount. We'll cut some out, but it's still it's probably going to be our longest episode yet. But also the shortest episode with Wolverine. We had a lot to talk about. Yeah. We did have a lot to talk about. UTC game. We had a little bit of a turnaround. And what is going to be the biggest game of the season, the regular season. Probably in Washington history. Yeah. We'll definitely um, So we apologize for the length. We'll try to keep it. I say we'll shoot between 45 minutes and an hour. Usually. In the and future. We can, and we're usually pretty close. But today, yeah. we just... There was a lot, of every, lot to talk about. Today. Everything's coming in ahead. Yeah. So, any final thoughts? Anything? I will actually be on Eagle Power Hour with Kyler Neal on his next episode, so be sure to check out that episode. Uh, follow our Instagram and Twitter pages, at cocky underscore nation, for both of them. Make sure you're actually following Bill. Make sure you're actually following. Don't tell us you are and think you are. It <laughs> happened to me, and I wasn't even following my own. Unlucky. You got anything to add? You want to plug Firebird one more time? Yeah, go ahead and uh, give Fiber a follow. Your uh, social media networks uh, at JSU Fiber uh, on YouTube at JSU Ultimate. Uh, yeah, about it. Fear the beak. Cox are gonna win by ninety, and then every game after that. Let's go. Only by ninety. Exactly. Exactly ninety. Cox by ninety. If they go over ninety, they're tomorrow. Yeah, I'm transferring. Absolutely. All right. It's been real. It's been fun, but I haven't been real fun. Deuces. And we're out.